Welcome to the weekly podcast of East Point Church of God. Pastor Larry Sterling, we invite you to join us in a service soon. We're located at 379 Avenue A, East Point, Florida. Our service times are 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. on Sundays and 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. We pray that this week's message inspires you to shine the light of Christ to those around you. Luke 22, starting in verse 24. Luke 22, starting in verse 24. When you find it, stand with me for the reading of the Word of God. 22, verse 24. Holy Spirit spoke to me Friday night, and I believe this is for the church here today. Uh, It spoke to me in a dream, and I want to give this to you as we begin this series on wisdom and living well, and I'll tell you more about it in a moment. But the Gospel of Luke, chapter 22, verse 24, the Bible says, Now there was a dispute among them as to which of them should be considered the greatest. And he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, And those who exercise authority over them are called benefactors, but not so among you. On the contrary, he who is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, and and he who governs as he who serves. For who is greater, he who sits sits at the table, or he who serves? Is it not he who sits at the table? Yet I am among you as one who serves." But you are those who have continued with me in my trials, and I bestow upon you a kingdom, just as my Father bestowed one upon me, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and sit on thrones of judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you, that he may sift you. As wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. This is what the Holy Spirit gave me canceling the assignment of Satan over you in 2017. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, for your blessing. We thank you, Lord, for the word of the Lord. Lord, the enemy has asked for us. Desiring to sift, desiring to destroy, desiring to put down. And Father, we thank you that we have the authority because we sit at the king's table. So Lord, I pray over your people this morning. I pray, God, that they would receive the word of the Lord and be doers thereof and live in prosperity and health. And Lord, I pray that that the strength of the great I am would come into this room and encourage and lift up. So, Lord, I ask, O oh God, thank, and thank you. Lord, as you humble us, Lord, we also recognize that you will also lift us up as well. So, Lord, be with each one here this morning. And, Lord, we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. As I said, I don't want to be over dramatic about this because the reality is is that Satan has an assignment against each one of you as accuser of the brethren. So I don't want you to feel like, uh uh-oh, I got a brand new thing coming at me. But this is a brand new year. 
And the enemy desires to sift each one that follows Jesus. But you have to live in an atmosphere of recognition that he desires to do so. To, 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 to deny it and to throw it to the side is to, re, is to throw away reality of what God is t- telling us and what he wants for us to understand about this new year coming to us. I encourage you this year. This coming up, actually in this coming up month, we're going to be covering the wisdom books of the, of the Old Testament. I'm going to actually cover three of them. I'm going to cover Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and, and the book of Job. And obviously I'm not going to preach uh, verse by verse, line by line, because that would take the entire year. But what I'm going to do is kind of give you the idea of what God tells us in these books on how we are to live and what we are to do. On Wednesday nights, I'm going to kind of grab some highlights and begin to dig a little deeper for those of you that come to the Wednesday night Bible study. But I want you to be able to grasp some more of what it means to live well in the eyes of God. Because there are many people that live in in this world. They live and walk in this world, but they don't live with wisdom and they don't live well. As Christians, you are not designed to walk through this world not understanding how it is to live wise and what, what it is that God desires to prosper you in your life. And prosper does not necessarily mean money in the bank, but it doesn't also, it means holistically everything about you prospering as you go. Living wise means that you are following the principles that God has set within the universe as he created it. The Bible tells us that Jesus was there at the beginning. He created it all. He spoke it into existence and let me tell you, he gave us the key on how to unlock the blessings of the Lord. It's found in your scripture. He didn't hide it from anybody. All you have to do is read it, but I'm going to bring this out to you over the next few weeks so that you can apply it to your 2017. So that's where this, this understanding is. That's where we're going with this new year, and that's what God has spoke to me. But where we begin in this introduction is to understand that you have to be diligent about the assignment of Satan. Now, this, as I said, I don't want you to be afraid, but I also want you to take this serious. When you, when, when uh, I, 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 you all know, many of you know that I like football. And my team got destroyed yesterday. And a lot of people must have forgot their assignments. A lot of them. The coach got on the bus, but the team didn't. And uh, my defense showed up, but my offense did not. They were still out there looking at the trees and, well, the lack thereof in Arizona. Sometimes that's the way life is. Your environment distracts you from what you're tasked to do. The environment that you surround yourself in, it, 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 it bothers you. Yesterday, my wife humiliated me in the bowling alley. I haven't lost to her. Our eight, 17, we're working on 18 years. I've never lost to her. And she beat me twice. It was the shoes. It had to be. And she told me, she gave me my speech that I gave my children. Stop making excuses for your problems. Just fix it. So I got new shoes. I still lost. The problem that we deal with in life is that we, 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 don't, we forget about wisdom. 
And God has given us the keys of understanding how to live prosperously, how to live victoriously, how to live with overcoming, how to live in strong in the Lord and the power of his might, how to live with God and to do this life well, to finish this thing and say, you know what? You get up like we say, Sister Maisie ended this, that yesterday. Well, glory. You wake up excited to know that God is blessing you and the glory of the Lord is around you. But, you, but, but listen, to deny that the devil has an assignment to kill, steal, and destroy you is to, not, is to forget about the reality of what you are living in today. Because when you, when somebody is against you, you know, somebody's fighting against you. And sometimes we don't know that somebody's fighting against you. That's the United States government. Many times they, we're, there are people at war with us, but we don't know it. Well, we don't act like it anyway. You see, there are issues that we deal with where sometimes people are coming against you. And if we, don't, if we ignore them, they will cause us harm and cause us trouble and cause us pain in our lives before it gets our attention. I want you to cancel the enemy's assignment before it causes you pain. I don't want you to recognize the assignment of the evil one for your 2017 while you're in the midst of your suffering. I want you to get it before you hit it. You see it with me this morning. The enemy spoke to, uh, no, the Holy Spirit spoke to me about the enemy's plan against you. I'm tired, y'all. I got up early this morning to be here for church. So I'm so glad you're here. But the, 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 Jesus spoke to me. I believe with all my heart that he wants you to grasp the reality. There is somebody that wants to take you out, your family out, your children out. And you cannot go through this year and pretend like it's not true. You have to surround yourself with weapons. You've got to surround yourself with the reality of what, what is happening to you. The Bible tells us in the book of James chapter 4 verse 7, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. There, there is a progression that is found here in this. The first one is submitting to God. You see, many times we forget that first sentence. We like to say, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Listen, you have no power over the enemy. It's not in you. Your willpower is not good enough. Your, your, your strength is not good enough. Just you saying to yourself, oh, I'm going to do this. This is the year. I'm going to do it. No, it's not. You may start out good, but your stamina stinks and you're going to burn out. Trust me, it's been done over and over and over again. There is no power in human flesh that can overcome the wicked one. So what do you have to do? You have to submit to God. When you get the first sentence correctly, submitting to God and his wisdom, and that's what we're going to get to starting next week. When you submit to God and his wisdom and living the way he tells you to live, then you'll have the power to resist the devil. If you don't submit to God, everything I'm going to tell you over the next few weeks is going to be meaningless. 
I'm, everything I'm going to tell you about Proverbs and how God tells you to live and how God tells you to walk and how God encourages you and how where's God when it doesn't make sense and how how these things kind of meld together and what, what happens like Job and what's going on when you didn't do anything wrong and you're facing horrific trial. All this is what we're going to be speaking of, but you've got to start with the first step and that's submitting to God. If you don't want to submit to God, you will not have the power to resist the devil. It will wear on you. It will depress you. It will bother you. It will disappoint you. You'll, fit, you'll try to say, God, what's going on? I, I don't understand. And the reason what's going on is you haven't submitted to wisdom yet. Listen, we grew up in a scientific world. Everybody in this room, because everyone in here, I don't know if anybody is born in the 19th century in this room. Everybody here is born in the 20th century. And the reality is, is that we have been educated in a particular way to look at our environment from a scientific observation processing standpoint. That's who we are. That's our brain. That's the way we wired. But God has put within inside of this universe, inside of this world, inside of this surrounding, a thing called wisdom. And when you discover what wisdom that he plants in things, there is wisdom to staying faithful to your spouse. When you discover that, the Proverbs is full of it. It's telling you, listen, if you go down this road of adultery, it will destroy you. And it explains all that. And there's wisdom in how you spend your money. There's wisdom. All these things God has interwoven within the universe and is interwoven within human relations to explain to you that if you do this, you'll be blessed. I, I got a diet. My parents bought me a brand new suit. I couldn't even, the button never met the hole. It just wouldn't fit. So this year, my, my 2017 is going to begin on a diet because I refuse to buy a bigger suit. You know what I'm talking about. So anyway, I don't understand why eating pie and all the cookies I like does not help me. It's rough, isn't it, sister? <laughs> it's terrible because that's my favorite. And I, I don't want broccoli. I, I really, my dad, he eats this nasty bird diet. He's not on any medication. He's not, doesn't take anything. He's retired and he walks around healthy and he's about 20 pounds lighter than me and he's in good shape. And I hate it. I love it for him. And looking at me, I'm thinking, oh, I'm in trouble if I don't do something. And the problem is, is I don't want to eat what he eats. I want to eat what I like. But it's not helping me. You with me? I think you're getting the analogy here. What wisdom teaches us, what wisdom teaches us is that even though it may feel good, it's not always good. Even though it may feel like it's supposed to work this way, that's not necessarily true. The Bible says in, in the wisdom books, you got to be careful of your heart because it's deceitful. It lies to you. My heart told me about that pizza and that cake, cheesecake I had last night that looked so delightful that I haven't had for years. 
And it lied to me because I felt terrible after I ate it. You all know what I mean? You get to the point that when you, you recognize the evidence of what I am doing is not producing the fruit of what I want. When I am walking through this world doing things that are, that are inappropriate, that do not have wisdom written on them. When I'm spending my money in ways that is not good. When I am walking in ways in, my, my, in relationships. When I'm doing things and, and touching things of this world. The, do you realize the Bible says there will be no drunkards in heaven? That's what it says. There is wisdom in understanding what the Word of God speaks and understanding how we are to live our lives. When we don't allow the the wise words of Scripture to be applied to our spirits and to our lives, what happens is that it it will take away from us and pull us away from the path that God has of prosperity for you. It's back to the submit to God. It's, I don't want to do that, God. And the devil says, good, because I'm going to take everything you got. Because you can't resist me if you won't submit to the Lord. And so this is where I want you to be with me. The Bible tells me you are an overcomer. The Bible tells me that there's no weapon formed against you that's prosper. The Bible tells me you're the head and not the tail. The Bible tells me that you're more than a conqueror. The Bible tells me that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. The Bible tells me there's plenty of power in the Word of God. But you got to submit to the Word of God in order to receive the power of God. The Bible tells us in Psalm 44, 4, You are my King, O God. Command your victories for Jacob. Through you, we will push down our enemies. Through your name, we will trample those who rise up against us. For I will not trust in my bow, nor shall my sword save me. But you have saved us from our enemies and have put to shame those who hated us. And God, we boast all day long and praise your name forever. You see, you know why we get excited in church and we worship the Lord and get, on, get, on, get here in church house and the presence of God fills this place? Because somebody somewhere, God has delivered them this week of a trial that they went through and they had submitted to the Lord and maybe they didn't feel like submitting to God, but they did and the Lord brought them out. And so when they came to the house of the Lord, they said, yes, I'm so glad I pushed that away from myself, that pleasure of this life. I'm so glad I submitted to God because my Lord brought me out. He delivered me on a high place. He set my feet on a solid rock. My enemy that came in like a flood fled from me because my Lord overcame it all. But I submitted to my God. The assignment of Satan is there. The Bible tells us in, many, in Luke chapter 22, it's interesting. Jesus says, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you. Now, the structure of the sentence makes us think that Simon is the only you Jesus is referring to. But the Greek of this text needs to be written by a southerner. Because it doesn't say you with a singular. He's really saying y'all. 
or you all, y'all's better, right? Why? Because they have just been arguing who's the greatest in the kingdom. That's what they've been arguing over. And so Jesus says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked for y'all. All of you. Not just Simon, not just Peter. He wants you all. He wants to take every single one of you and destroy you. He's asked for you all. I want to tell you that he is doing this on a regular basis. It is the truth of Scripture. The enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy. That is the reality of this. But he said he gave us a kingdom, and the enemy is at war with us and wants to take that kingdom. So he's asking. And so what he's looking for, is there anybody that has not submitted to God that is trying to sit at the king's table? Hear me, hear me. I'll, I'll be brief. I'm, I'm enjoying this too much, and we got to get going. The Word of God tells us. I know you got things to go, dinner to eat. But Ephesians tells us in 6.10 how to do this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Not ours, but through you, God, we will push down our enemies, as I quoted Psalm 44.5. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Something is interesting before we get into the particulars of this, is that the, Paul assumes that you understand that there is an evil day coming. It's not a maybe or might happen. It's coming. There's an evil day this year. It's coming. you got to stand against it. You may not even recognize it was an evil day. that You were set up to fail. You were set up to put it down. But you woke up that morning with a song in your heart. You woke up that morning with the word of God in your spirit. You woke up that morning and the enemy came in on his assignment, but you'd already de defeated him before you got out of the front door of your house because you'd worshiped the Lord. You read your word. You listened to the word of God. You listened to what God had told you to do. You praised him. You walked with him. And before you made it to bed that night, the enemy had been put down. Jesus had overcame. And you are victorious. And you may not even know you did it. Why? Because you're more than a conqueror. There are things that I'm winning that I don't even know about. There are battles that I've already won that I didn't even refer to. He's already beat down the enemy for you in this year if you just let him and walk in the glory of God. So there is an evil day. There is a trial that's coming, and maybe it's the first day of the year. But you can win. You can win, you can walk with God, you can be victorious, you can walk with the Lord if you submit to God 
and put on God's armor and put on God's power and put on God's authority and recognize that it's not your neighbor that's causing you fits. It's the devil that wants to take you out. And it's not the per person in, in, in politics or the government or this person or that person. There's a spiritual host of wickedness that wants to destroy. And you've got to put them under your feet with your prayer, with your worship, and with your love for God. You cannot sit at the king's table and not submit to Jesus. You want victory? You want the weapons of warfare that are mighty to pull down strongholds? You want the, all the things the word of God tells about? You, and you want these things? Listen, there's a king's table. Now at, at Thanksgiving and things, we got a kitty table. Some of us, when we got older in the Lord, we graduated from the kitty table and we moved to the, ki the king's table. You see, this is, what the, this is what the writer of Hebrews was telling us. Some of, there are some people that all they want is milk. All they want is the, the sweet nutrients of, of, uh, of different things. But, but, but God says, hold on. If you really want to overcome, let's, let's sit down and eat some meat together. Let's overcome this thing. I'm going to win, Jesus says, if you just submit to me. In fact, Jesus has already won. If you will submit to him, all you're doing is guaranteeing your own victory by submitting to God. I've already guaranteed my victory that I'm going to overcome when I come to this house, when I submit myself, when I walk with the Lord, when I encourage myself in the Lord, when I worship, when I, when I pray for others, when I love other people, when I pay my tithes, when I do the things that God has asked me to do. I've already guaranteed my victory by touching the Lord God and the hem of his garment. Never seen anybody worshiping the Lord, coming to church regularly, paying their tithe regularly, reading their word regularly, and, and praying regularly, spending time fasting. I've never seen anybody doing the disciplines that the word of God says. I've never seen them fail. Always when they stop praying, when they stop coming to church, when they stop reading the word, when they put one of these things out, when they don't submit and they still want to sit at the king's table, you can't play with the big dogs, as they say down here, if you're not going to run with them. Hear me today. You've got to learn and to row in the Lord. You can't get out there and just say, well, God, don't you have mercy? Yes, but this is a war. And we're not playing games here. There are people that are dying and going to hell around you. We have different ones that are being victorious. It's time for us to step up and fill the gaps. We just lost a prayer warrior, y'all. And we need somebody to fill in the gaps. Somebody's going to have to pray. Somebody's going to have to step up and pray like they've never done before. Why? Because we need to pull down the strongholds of the enemy around us. It's calling us up to this moment. The high calling of God. We put these things behind us, forgetting these things behind us, and we're looking on. We're pressing forward for the high call of Christ Jesus. It's there. That's where we're going. But we, we got to submit to God and let God do the work in us. Hold on the whole armor. That means submitting. Now, let's finish this thing very quickly. Verse 14, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. The first thing, put all lies out of your mouth. Walk in truth. Speak truth over your life. Speak truth. Stop, you know, how to take, let me get back to myself, my problem here, my, my weight. The truth is, I ate too much. 
Deal with it. That's what I tell myself. I don't like it, but it's the truth. Now I got to get in shape. I'm going to try. Might fail a couple times. Too many pizzas rolling around here or something. Some, we have a dinner on the ground and somebody brings that pie again. But listen, when you acknowledge the truth of the situation, then you can deal with it. To deceive yourself that this isn't happening, you cannot, he begins with truth because truth is where you got to start. He begins with truth because if you won't believe the truth, then you can't win. Going on. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. So when you have truth, then you have to live like the truth matters. I know the truth about my trouble that I'm going to be working on, but now what am I going to do with it? Now that I know the truth, now I got to have righteousness. I got to live with this understanding that I've got to, now that I know the truth, the truth is the enemy has an assignment to kill, steal, and destroy my house, my family, my everything that I have. He wants to take it all if I let him. So that that's the truth. The reality is now I've got to live righteous so he won't do that. Righteousness prevents the wicked one and prevents him from getting a door into your life. Next thing you got to go is you got to, verse 15, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace everywhere you go. So, so now you acknowledge the truth of what you're doing. You, you live in righteousness, meaning you're going to follow what God has commanded you to do. And then where you go, you're going to spread that, that peace that will come to you as you spread it, spread it, speak it. A gospel is never meant to stay private. It's always meant to be proclaimed. There, that's what it means. It's a good news. It means, it literally means in that day, a king, a ruling king had an heir or a son. And that means that if he was a good king, that his son was going to follow in his footsteps. And so the, they sent out a word, they called it a gospel, that there would be a proclamation throughout the, throughout the world, throughout their kingdom, that a son has been born, and so the kingly line shall remain. So when the Bible so, shows us angels, and, and they show us a king, and he says, for unto you a son has been given. You know, you know Luke chapter 2, when you see these angels proclaiming, he's proclaiming the gospel. They're saying, the father says, the king has been born to you, and now peace on earth, goodwill to men why because there's a king and he's going to continue to reign forever and forever and forever and forever and forever he shall reign and so we proclaim the gospel that peace that comes from the understanding of the truth that his power is real the power that you cannot be at peace if you don't realize you're going to be an overcomer you know if I would told Clemson, oh, I can't even say the name, that beat my team last night. If I'd have told them that they were, they were going to win and if somehow I could have given them that information and they weren't going to just barely win, they were going to destroy the team and humiliate us ever. He's never lost zero, never lost a game with zero points. In the history of 195 games, you're going to do that, Clemson, to Urban Meyer. They'd have a lot of peace, wouldn't they? All those nerves they had before the game, all the trouble they're going to have for the game. 
All that would have evaporated if they'd have known they were going to win. Here, let me tell you, you don't need to worry about tomorrow because you've already won. You don't need to worry about the situation. The situation's still going to be there, but you're going to win. Doesn't mean that it's not going, it doesn't mean that you're going to put your head in the sand and pretend like it doesn't exist. No, you're going to walk into it and you say, you know what? I've got the gospel of peace with me. My king is still on the throne. He still sits at the right hand of the father. And when I need him, he's there. When I cry out to him, he told me I can boldly approach the throne. I can run in there whenever I have problems, whenever I don't know what to do, whenever I don't have the answer. My king is right there and he's an everlasting king. He's a mighty king. He's never going to lose his reign. He's never going to lose control. He's sovereign over all and wherever I go, I know I've got problems and I know I've got trials but my king is still on the throne. And When I walk, where I walk, what I do, I'm going to walk in peace because I live in the gospel of peace. Then we go on. Bible says, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Here's where it is. The enemy doesn't attack your truth because he can't attack truth because it's easy to tell truth from a lie when you understand truth. Righteousness, that's not where he says he comes at you. Where does he come at you? He doesn't come at you at the gospel. He can't do anything about the gospel. Where does he attack you? He attacks you at your faith. If you won't put up your shield, that's where he's coming. When you put down faith and you won't believe and you won't trust and you won't listen and you won't walk because faith is also the process of walking out what he has promised for you. He is, you are faithfully walking out what he promised. You're saying, Lord, you said this, so I believe it. And the enemy says, no, don't listen to him. No, don't listen. No, I've got faith that the word is true. Let every man be a liar, but my God is truth. You've got faith to walk in the truth of God. You're standing in that. You put down. The enemy says, no, don't. He'll, he'll shoot and shoot and shoot. And hear me today. Faith will put them down. And then after you've done all that, you don't even get to pick your weapon. He gives it to you. Well, I give you one more. Helmet of salvation. That is the knowledge to know that God is going to do the work. The weapon that you get to pick. Lastly, this morning, sister, if you go ahead and come to the piano. You have saved. You have the knowledge. I know I'm going to be saved. He's walked with me. I have faith to know that I'm going to be saved. And then I pick up my sword. You see, do you want to, do you want to stand next to somebody in battle that doesn't know they're going to win? Or do you want to stand next to somebody that has a shield? Faith, and every time the enemy shoots at them, they have their sword. And they're like, don't worry about it. We're going to win. This is bad. Yeah, it's bad. But our God's big. We're going to win. We're going to win. And then you take the sword and you strike the enemy. That's when he runs. You see, when you're holding up the sword after you've gone through all this process, he looks at you and what does he do? Please. Because if you would swing the sword, you'll take him out. Hear me. 
What did, it, what did lead? Remember that guy that was full of demoniacs? Demoniac guy? Legion? He's full of a thousand devils. What did, the, what did they beg? They begged, Jesus, no, no, don't send us to the abyss. Don't send us there. Why? Because that's the sword that's going down. He's being put down. He's being destroyed. They begged him. He said, put us over here. What did he do? He fled from the man. When you stand up with the sword of the Spirit, the enemy will run and run and run. That submission that you are doing, you're going to walk with Jesus and you're going to let him guide your life. And listen, let me tell you, there'll be things that will not make sense, but it makes sense to him. And that's all I need to know. There'll be times that you'll say, God, I, I don't understand, but I know you, so I'm going to trust you. God, I, I, this, this, Lord, I, I'm, I'm confused as to why this situation is happening. Why that trial is there. Why does it feel like it's hard to pay bills right now? God, why? what's going on? But God, I trust you. I trust you. But somehow, some way, you'll provide. This is where we are. Knowing that we're going to live Thank you for listening to the weekly podcast of East Point Church of God and Pastor Larry Sterling. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.